Getting ready. Can we turn up any more? I don't know why it's sad. I got it up on the side. Sister teacher, sister teacher, yes. just just yes. Be, just before yes, just before we start, want to shout out the the podcast listeners, uh, for Red Blum Fox podcast listeners. We got Central Luzon, okay. we got the Philippines. We're giving you a shout out this morning. Thuringia, Germany, Virginia. We hollering out at you, Ohio. Texas, California, New Jersey, and Illinois. We give you a shout out this morning. We're glad you could join us this morning for our Sunday school. God bless you. Imprisoned 
but elevated by God. Memory verse, and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according to thy word shall be shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne I be greater than thou. Ain't that something? <laughs> Woo. Praise the Lord. That's Genesis 41, chapter 41, 39 through 40. Lesson aimed by the end of this lesson. Students will agree that God rewarded Joseph's faithfulness with success in Egypt. Determined to obey God and rejoice in God's provisional, providential care during times of suffering. In Genesis 41, 14 through 57. Read incorporate the insight gained from the background scripture into your study of the lesson. I'm going to read the lesson overview. Life, for, life needed for today's lesson. It may be difficult to dream or have a dream of future hold on, future success when faced with extreme hardship. What what inner resources are needed because Joseph loved and obeyed God to engage in the wise and discerning problems, solving that motivated Pharaoh to appoint him second in command. Bible learning. To obey brings blessings from God. Listen to that, y'all. Praise the Lord. Those me too. Bible application students will flee. Run from sexual sin. Come on now. And still be fine. Will endure suffering. Hallelujah. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good times are seven years, and the seven good years are seven. The dream is one. And the seven thin. And the ill-favored kind that came up after them are seven years. And the seven empty years blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of time. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do, he showed unto Pharaoh. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty. Throughout all the land of Egypt, and there shall rise after them seven years a famine, a famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land, and the plenty shall not be known to the land by rent, by reason of that famine following, for it shall be reasons. And for that, the dream okay. was doubled and fell twice. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his, his servants, Can we find such one as this? It is a man in whom the Spirit of God is? 
And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God hath shown thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto the word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, which Asenna, the daughter of the Potiphar, priest, on of the of on bear unto him. And Joseph called his name, called the first master, for God said he had made me to get all my toil in all my father's house and the name of the second called Ephraim, for God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Praise the Lord. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. Praise the Lord. And as I was reading this here, we're talking about Joseph. As you know, in the last lesson, praise the Lord, how he was talking about the dream to his brothers and them, and brother got mad and jealous, and I can remember what Pastor says, some things you have to keep to yourself. Yeah. When you tell somebody about something that the Lord show you, they will get angry and jealous. Praise the Lord. So some things you do have to keep to yourself, but as we go on, praise the Lord, Joseph was put in prison for a lie that was told, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You put in prison, we just gonna go from there and about his wife, praise the Lord. And I was just saying, praise God, I was telling my sister Tony, I said, what did that do to that woman for lying on him? Praise the Lord. You know, you, you wanted that, what did you know, but thank God for that. But then while he was in there, praise the Lord, we just going off through the whole lesson. While he was in there, praise the Lord, he interpreted two dreams to the prisoner. One was the baker, one was the other one. Ended up the one that he, the dreams that he interpreted, praise the Lord, the, the baker ended up getting out, but the other one got hung, praise God. And then as the, the baker got out, praise the Lord, he forgot about Joseph. Sometimes when God bring you out of a situation, or anything, praise the Lord. We tend to forget, praise the Lord, who we are. We tend to forget that God was the one that helped us in that situation. God was the one that opened up that door for us because he didn't have to do none of that, praise God. But he forgot about Joseph until Pharaoh. Now we come to this. So Pharaoh had those dreams. Pharaoh called every soup, said whatever. Whatever he called them, Chaldeans, astrologers, you, you name it. He called everyone to interpret the dream. Couldn't understand it. Praise the Lord. And the, 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 uh, they tried to figure it out. See, when, when, you, when you don't have God in you, praise the Lord, you, you empty. You without a shell. Praise the Lord. You, you just, as my ex-brother-in-law said, turtle without a shell. Praise the Lord. And they couldn't figure out the dream. So that baker remembered after two years that Joseph was in that prison, the baker remembered 
how Joseph interpreted that dream. And so Pharaoh called Joseph in, praise the Lord. And as we look at the lessons, praise God, and Joseph said unto Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. He had two dreams in one. The first dream and then the second one. Sometimes when God gives you certain things, praise the Lord, hallelujah, he may give it to you with bits and pieces, praise God. But then if it's a dream within the same dream, praise the Lord, that's a message, hallelujah. And he was talking about the seven good kind, which is the cattle, called the cow, praise the Lord. Our seven years and the seven good years, talking about the corn, the grain, praise the Lord. The dream was one. And the seventh thin and all ill-favored kind, talking about the sick cows, hallelujah, came up after them our seven years. And, praise the Lord, the seven empty years, talking about there was going to be a drought of famine, praise the Lord, with the east wind even be seven years of famine. So it wasn't 14 years. This was split up, praise God, in other words. It, it, was, it, it wasn't yeah. saying when it was going to happen, but this is what God gave Pharaoh, and he couldn't understand, praise the Lord, what was going on. So he had to call Joseph in, because he's like, okay, I don't understand this dream, you know, praise the Lord, and this and that, praise God. So I, I need somebody to come in here. I'm just saying, and in my in today's term, I need somebody to come in here and do such and such and stuff. Hallelujah. But because I look at Joseph as I was reading, how obedient he was. Joseph never took his eyes off God. He was obedient even in the prison. Praise the Lord. And because of God's reward for his obedience, praise the Lord. <laughs> Just a couple of scriptures. Be subject 
First Peter, the fifth chapter. Be subject one to another. The elders which are among you, I exhort whom am also an elder and with a witness, a witness of suffering of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that thou shalt be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight, therefore, not by the strength, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but a nine, praise the Lord. And this is uh what basically what uh I believe this is Peter, hallelujah, talking about for leaders, period. I don't care who it is, but when God calls you to do, be obedient, praise the Lord. Not doing uh uh stealing money, doing all that stuff for your own gain. But that's what God wants us to be, to be subject to one another. Neither as being Lord over over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. We as leaders, praise the Lord, we have to be an example, praise God. We have to watch our surroundings, watch what we do. Not saying that we make a mistake, praise the Lord, but we got an advocate, and that's Jesus Christ. Teaching us every time we made a mistake or failed, praise the Lord, and ask God to forgive us and help us in that area, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And when the chief shepherd shall appear ye shall see crown of glory that faded not away talking about jesus when we have been faithful hallelujah been faithful hallelujah over everything that god has told us praise the lord that reward is coming praise the lord this earth is not our home praise god hallelujah and we see that god wants us to study Seek him every day. Seek and, and get to know him every day. We may not know everything what God wants us to do, as long as we know that God wants us to be obedient. Anybody have anything to uh, elaborate? Hello? Anybody has anything to say before I go on? Sister Teacher. Go ahead. I can remember when you were saying that it is good sometimes for us to remember what God has done for us. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody is different. Yeah. I could find myself riding to the city, just going to the grocery store, you know, making a run like I was last week. And all of a sudden, Stuff started coming back to me, not to go back in retrospect, but stuff started coming back to me to what God has done for me. And the only thing I could do is is tell him thank you. I just started, and I started remembering my old house I passed through down there on Vine. And I remember I was brought up here on 19th and Vine, and the house is gone, but I'm riding through there looking, remembering different things. And Remembering the rides, but I'm remembering when I first got saved and how I got saved and how he had drawn me and and, and how, you know, uh, I grew up and was living and I look at now I, how I'm living. Uh, uh, 
I'm living the best years of my life now with the Lord. And I'm not talking about material at all. This is the best life I have lived with ever since I accepted the Lord and received and received his peace and received his forgiveness. I'm not damned anymore. I done made peace with God. You could, you could, you, you could, I could never repay him for what he has, what he has done for me. Amen. I can never repay him. No, Glory. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You know, you look at, praise Lord, I, I'm, I'm going to piggyback off what you said as well. Because I look back over my life, praise Lord, not just through my childhood or whatever, but also even in the church. And, and I was telling my testimony what I went through. What Veronica saying? God has set me free. From legalism, from, from from everything, praise the Lord. Because I look back, praise God, and thank Him for everything He has done for me. As far as faith-wise, praise the Lord, He's working with me on a lot of that, praise God. Why? Because He deserves all the glory, praise the Lord. He deserves all the honor. And we always have to never forget where we come from. Amen. I don't care what it is. Don't Ooh. think you older than thou, praise the Lord. Think you better. Because the same way you think that you're better than anybody, praise the Lord, things can come out from right under you to make you hump to for God to humble you back down. Amen. And I look at Joseph's life. He could have fought back. He could have did whatever he wanted to. But Joseph stayed humble. He could have fought back. He could have did whatever. He, he could he could have gave in to Potiphar's wife. You know what I'm saying? But Joseph was faithful to the call. He was faithful to the call. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to read Daniel 2nd uh, chapter 28, 29, and 25 and 45. Hallelujah. But there is a God in heaven that revealed a secret and make it known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days thy dream and the visions of visions of thy head upon thy bed were are thee. As for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into my mind upon thy bed what should come to pass hereafter. And he that revealeth secrets maketh known to thee what will come to pass. Praise the Lord. Because that was that time when Nebuchadnezzar was dreaming, especially about that statue, praise the Lord. God will reveal certain things, praise the Lord. It ain't for us to know every mystery that God wants us. But God will reveal and he will show you in due time. We just got to remain obedient and remain faithful. And 45, for as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut off the mountain, of the mountain, without hands, and that it breaks in pieces the iron, the, I was talking about that statue, the iron, the, uh, the brass, 
the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God had made known to the king was to come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain. And praise the Lord. At that time, praise the Lord. When, when First thing he was talking about, I'm going to make Daniel make my uh, blessing, but the throne, that's the territory. In other words, you can be over my people, but as far as the throne, that's me. And see, Nebuchadnezzar, praise the Lord, he was so high up that God showed him a dream about statue and what it was made of. But when that stone broke to pieces, because Nebuchadnezzar kept on thinking he was higher than everybody, he was beyond everybody, mm -hmm. and in other words, they were going to worship him. God broke that statue, mm -hmm. and Nebuchadnezzar ended up eating the like the animals mm -hmm. and had dew on him, and he had hair and all that, like looking like an animal. See, God will bring you down, praise God, especially when you think you're better than everybody. And if you think that, oh, I did this, I got that. No, it ain't no I did nothing. We got to give God the praise. We got to stay obedient. Well, I did this, I bought this house. No, God bless you with that house. Hallelujah. We, we tend to forget where we come from. And I'm not talking about the ones that don't know God, because they don't. God reigned on the just as well as the unjust. So he reigned on even the ones that don't know him. Praise the Lord. They they don't understand, praise God. Well, I um, I bought this house. I worked hard for it. Some don't understand, praise God. But we as Christ, in, uh, as in Christ, praise the Lord, we know where we come from. Anybody else need to elaborate on something? Yes, Sister Teacher. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to turn the page back to Joseph. Now, uh, Joseph, uh, he was slaved. He was put into slavery. Mm -hmm. And how he swallowed through all of that. Uh, Joseph, uh, uh, God bless Joseph, dude. Yeah. You know, the slavery and all of that. Yeah. I'm learning though, and what I'm learning from my father <laughs> is that you got we have to just swallow through all this. Yes, we do. Swallow and we look to the hills from where our help come from, not from where we don't, we don't need help from this nation. Nope. We need help from Christ. Yes, we do. People, so you know the world system. You can't trust in the world system. Mm -hmm. Trust in God's system nowadays. You know America is headed downhill. Mm -hmm. Well, as I talk to my father, man, it's a blessing to have your parents still around. Yeah, and you can go and you can collaborate with them. And man, we we starting to talk on some heavy stuff, like you know, like back in the day, how we come up, how God. Us, you know how we was doing this and that and and all 
you know, God has changed our life. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I feel new every day. Amen. Sometimes I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. But it's through Christ Jesus. We, we can't trust on the world. So Joseph trusted in God. Joseph God. So God was showing Joseph, you know, that's why he was giving Joseph dreams and, you know, yeah. I was wondering, like, okay, how this young man, you know, that's God's system. The world system, that's that's nothing. We have to trust in God's system, period. That's the way this thing going. Amen. That's right, praise the Lord, because as I was reading this, praise the Lord, because I was studying it all week, praise God, how Pharaoh, you know, deep, like I said earlier, Pharaoh didn't have the knowledge of God. They was worshiping their gods, right? All these different false idols, praise the Lord. They was worshiping their gods. But Joseph never changed, praise the Lord. And and as I was reading about the three Hebrew boys, Hebrew boys, and how the king, how they 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 was um, took him from their mother's home and into slavery. It, it, it's about probably about the same, praise the Lord. And how praise God, they didn't um, back down from 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 their belief either. The uh, king was trying to get them to eat the, the, the meat of theirs, but Daniel uh, said, uh, they said, I don't eat that. And told him, you give us what we need to eat, praise the Lord, and you feed them, them your, the ones that was there, your meat, and see who comes out. I'm just saying it in, in late today's time. And let's see who comes out healthy. Praise the Lord. And they, and they ate, the three Hebrew boys ate that, ate what they ate. Hallelujah. While the other ones ate the king's meat and everything. And the three Hebrew boys end up being the healthiest one. And so the king changed everything. Praise the Lord. So we look at, praise God, how the three Hebrew boys stood up and stood there. They did not, uh, they did not change the way they are. They stayed <laughs> for them being obedient. And praise the Lord. Regardless of what's going on down here, we may be in this system, in this world, and not from what God wants us to be. Praise the Lord. And they just showed, Joseph just showed the example. Praise the Lord. He didn't, um, even though Pharaoh changed his name, Joseph still served God. Okay. They, um, they changed their canoe. Oh, Can I say something? Go ahead. Can y'all hear me? Sister Fernanda, hold okay. on before you ask, ask the question. Go ahead. Yeah, hold on before you ask your question. I just want to elaborate on the obedience. Okay, go ahead. Amen. <laughs> It is God's reward, obedience. Mm-hmm. Joseph was more obedient to his Whoa. upbringing. Yeah. Joseph was 
taught how to live a certain way and to love on God, even though he went through all that he went through. Yep. He held on to his um, belief in God and the, and, and the way he should act, even when um, he was lied on, yeah. um, even when his brothers threw him in the pit, even when years of being um, caught up in something or caught up in his trouble and all, all the things that Joseph went through, by him being obedient unto God, God rewarded him on being the one that uh what saved his family in the end uh, during the during the panel so he was he was basically being obedient to his upbringing his teaching he was yep. loyal to what his father had taught him to the covenant uh which they had um did um the israelites with the tribe of judah i guess this is what he would be from but the same bloodline but at the same time he was obedient to what he was taught as a young lad and as a lad because sometimes we we step out of the will of god we step we we, we don't no longer like people go, well i went to church for this long woo, woo. so i they stop living a certain way they stop upholding the covenant but joseph upheld the covenant that his father passed to him so in the end after all that he went through he had he reaped the reward the bible said we pay not we will reap the reward of what God did in us. So Joseph did re reap the reward of being obedient to the covenant that he was called as a child. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Sister Vanetta, ask your question. All righty. You know what the devil turned, you know, throwing us a bad God turned into for our good. But question one, two, and six. Question one said, how is the providence of God evident when Pharaoh asked Joseph to interpret his dream? That's question one. All right. How is the providence of God evident when Pharaoh asked Joseph to interpret a dream? All right. Anybody want to take a stab at it? Amen, Pastor. Amen. Oh, Pastor. Yeah. Um, when um, he asked Joseph, he basically wanted to know because nobody else knows the dream. Nobody else needs to do words, providence. And being provident is to Here's be the definition of providence. Uh, the protective care of God be, or of nature uh, is a spiritual power. A plus for Joseph, that's why how he came out of prison. Because he was able to interpret the dream. He was able to tell Pharaoh exactly what the seven eleven means. Seven years of famine and seven years of, of, of harvest or, or plentifulness. So he was able to uh, interpret the dream to Pharaoh. So that put him in a position of reaping the Lord. Because he was, because nobody else was said Pharaoh had sent for everybody to tell him what his dream was, um, his dream was saying. But then at the same time, that's when the, um, uh, uh, was, or was he was a baker? I forget who the guy was. And, uh, remember Joseph after he said, came up to know, you know, who can? He said, there's I that's the prison that was able to do that. And Joseph was a prophet, so he was able to interpret dreams that Pharaoh had. That, that's what caused him to be reward. Amen. Okay, now, now the question 
Panetta, how is yeah. the providence of God evident when Pharaoh asked Joseph to interpret his dream? So the word providence actually means the protective care of God. So he found trust in divine providence. He knew that he was standing on God's word, what God had told him. He had confidence at that time when Pharaoh had him cornered or, or you want to say had him because nobody answered. He had trust in God. He had the hand of God on his life. And without a shadow of a doubt, he knew what he was telling him was from God. He had confidence. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Not, I'm just letter to answer that. As well, praise the Lord, providence, and I'm looking at it right now. It means divine guidance or care. Yep. And so Joseph, because of that, uh, like Pastor said, and what Sister Veronica said, because he interpreted and he kept his eyes on God uh, yeah. about the cup, the, uh, the cup bearer and the chief baker, when he yeah. interpreted their dreams while they was in prison, Joseph depended on God. He 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 he, Amen, he, he trusted God. Praise the Lord, because he already knew. After Joseph said, "Make sure you tell the Pharaoh about me," and the baker uh, and the baker right, forgot. Right. But you know what? He still he still trusted God. Meaning of Amen. instructive. Touch not my anointed, do my prophet no harm. 
because we walk with the confidence of God. And when God sees somebody messing with us or trying to hurt us that are in the bubble of providence, then it becomes his vengeance to take care of that. We of those that really believe God and know God, we walk. We walk with his power, his substance, his everything around us. And even when things seem bad, it's really good because we're in God's bubble. It teaches us that God reward obedience. But let's have, I'm giving to you, Veronica, but, let, but, but let's have a minute of uh, uh, honesty. How many, how many of us would have failed that test? When that woman grabbed my clothes, I probably would have been grabbing hers. Huh? Come on, y'all. Come on now. Come on. Come on. So, so come on now. So, how many of us at some time in our walk, because a lot of us matured now today you know today we have grew up but back then in that time that young boy and that woman some of us might some of us might not have made it we might as well just admit it but god still but god still would have his hand on us Y'all done got Veronica stirred up.
to pass the test. We learn and we gain the anointing to look away from things that, although the consequences might be real bad, real ugly, many of them got um, thrown in the sin because yeah. he did the right thing. Many of them stuck to death. He had it. You know, it was a lot to um go with um being a believer of God's word and walking under the covenant, which we do now, you know, prosecuted. But at the same time, with God's care and his protection, I mean, hey, we, I mean, we can't, we can't lose because at the end of the day, he said, we're going to end up in heaven with him. So we, we just have to believe that at the end of the day, when we're done standing up for right, no matter the consequences, God wants to reward us in the end. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Can I just say this? Can I just say this? Because my question to Jeff was back was, can you pass it now? And then the Lord just brought to my remembrance David. David didn't pass that test. No, he didn't. He was David did not pass that test. Nope. No, he did not. And he had to suffer the consequences <laughs> yep. through his grandchild or through the child that he made. Through his children. So that, that was a horrible consequence to suffer because yep. he couldn't obey, obey God. Yep. So you know what? I'm sure David learned from that experience. Oh, yeah. So yes, we might not pass the test at first, but we need if we don't pass it and suffer There's the consequences, consequences, we need to have that in our memory to know the next time it come around, yeah, we can obey God. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I can say that. I've been through that, praise the Lord. And I, I, I would say that, you know, after my kids, my kids' father, you know, I've been through, I have been through so much, y'all. And I committed adultery. No, you won't pass that test. And I committed adultery, but I had to suffer some things. But mm -hmm. now, yeah. I learned from it. Yeah. I got to trust God. You got to trust God. Like me and my second husband, we are not together. So I trust God because I know God has been keeping me. Praise the Lord. And and no, we, I, we have been, let's be honest, like Pastor said, no, we wouldn't have passed that test. We already know it. That, that, that's why I think it's good for us to be off in church. You know why? You know why? That's why. Church growth is good for you. Yes, it is. Amen. Get back and learn off of y'all, and we can scratch each other back right. and become better and to run from situations like now. Yes. I'm getting older because if I see a pretty woman, I'm almost running. I'm just like, man. And when I go, I'm, I'm, I'm ducking and dodging bullets. But when that's what that's what church growth is about. Yeah. Often is I pick it back off of y'all. I learn from y'all. You can't stay in the same place for years and years and years in church and struggle with the same thing again and again and again.
Man, when these people are teaching, man, these people teaching. This ain't this ain't no. We not one of them churches. We we lean and depend on each other, and that's He's showing each and every one of us how to walk right, how to talk. Amen. And that's what I got y'all for. Hey, Amen. stay the same forever. Not when you ride with Jesus Christ. No, it don't work. Amen. I'm going to read the scripture that the Lord just gave me, praise the Lord. I'm not good at quoting scripture, but when the Lord puts a piece of scripture in my heart, praise the Lord, or in my mind, praise the Lord, I'm going to read it. This is Psalms, the 20th chapter, the 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord, our God. They are brought to their knees and fall. But we rise up and stand firm, O Lord, save the king. Yeah. Some people trust in everything else and don't mm -hmm. trust in God. All right. We, we, we sit there and trust it. Let's put it this way. Y'all president. <laughs> they trust in something. They're going through. They, they going through so much. Oh, you see uh, Trump doing this for us and doing that? No. God said trust in him. We have to stand on God's word. Because mm -hmm. we're not fighting flesh. We're fighting against the spirit. The principalities yeah. of this world. Yeah. So yeah. we yeah. have to stand firm. Hallelujah. We, got, we cannot back down. This is a faith walk. And Joseph had so much faith. Thank you, God. And God, whether he suffered in that prison, he suffered, he suffered. Look at Job. That's another example. He suffered. Hallelujah. Look at that lady, praise the Lord, that that uh, the prophet, I uh, believe that was Elijah, when she, it was a famine in the land, and she only had a little oil and a little bread, and she knew her son, she knew she was going to starve. But Elisha spoke to that woman and told that woman to make him some bread. She said, I only got a little of this. I only got a little of that. But she was obedient to the prophet. And when you're obedient to the, to the Lord, praise the Lord, that reward is great. And because she was obedient, her oil stayed. She had food. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is so good. Hallelujah. And for us to stay obedient and and Stand, just stand firm, praise God, because God, in the end, the rewards are going to be great. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And as we look at this lesson, praise God, about the uh, seven years of famine and seven years of plenty, as I was reading that, praise the Lord, and you look at it, Joseph was uh, over them trying to tell them what to do. But if you actually read this, praise the Lord, all the food that they showed up, look what God did. All that food that they stored up, and they had God to watch over that food. They had food even in the famine years. See, that's, that's, that's the God, that's the God type of God we serve. Praise the Lord. Because we know if it wasn't for him, hallelujah, we wouldn't be here today. If it wasn't for Jesus dying on the cross, oh, Lord, we wouldn't have no, ooh, Lord. Like Pastor asked about being, uh, we'd have been faithful the way Joseph ran. The Bible said, flee the very presence of evil. When evil come up to you, you got to go. 
I'm not staying up in that. Oh, I got to go. I can't stand around all that stuff. Joseph fled, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But God, he still blessed Joseph. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise. See, Pharaoh looked at him. And even though Pharaoh said, which I didn't like what he said in this one, <laughs> when he told, uh, let me see, according thou be over my house, according unto the, thy word, shall all my people be ruled only in the only in the throne will I be greater than thou. Ain't nobody greater than God. That that was Pharaoh's uh uh, uh how do you say his ego, praise the Lord. Ain't nobody greater than, than God, praise the Lord. I don't care how much you say you done did this, you done did that. No, you ain't greater than God. Hallelujah. That's what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. He thought he was above God. And God brought him down, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thou shalt be over my house according, but uh, uh, greater than thou. And unto Joseph were born two sons. That's the other tribe, y'all. Manasseh and Ephraim. Hallelujah. That's the other tribe. Even though it's the 12 tribes of Israel, that's the other one. Born of the years, born two sons. Before the years of famine came, which Asintha, the daughter of the can't say his name for terror, priest of of on to bear unto him. See, Pharaoh gave Joseph the daughter, uh, uh, Egyptian daughter. Boy, it sounds like Moses, don't y'all? Hallelujah. He had a woman loving Moses, praise the Lord. But Moses ended up marrying in his race. And though Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, that's Manasseh, means, praise the Lord. For God said he had made me forget all my toil and all of my father's house. He named his son because Joseph went through all that stuff in his dad's house. Like Sister Veronica said, Joseph was loved, he was taught differently from his brothers. Even though, praise the Lord, Joseph was very well loved. His daddy was more in favor of him than any other brother. But praise the Lord, even though he was forget all that stuff, what he done went through. But then Ephraim and another second son called, he called Ephraim, for God hath called me to be fruitful in the land of thy affliction. Praise the Lord when you when God has, oh, hallelujah, has blessed you, even though in the midst of this pandemic, praise the Lord, look what God's doing. Hallelujah. Look what God is doing for his people. Hallelujah. He's still blessing his people today because he already knows, praise the Lord. Without him, we're nothing. Like I said, it's like an empty shell. Praise the Lord. We got a body. But Lord, if, if our soul don't know where it's going, something wrong with that picture. So we should know what we know, praise the Lord, that we know that we are going to heaven with God, praise the Lord. Just like Joseph, he didn't, he didn't back down, he didn't go over to uh, what uh, Pharaoh and them did, praise the Lord. He stayed true to what God wanted him to do. 
And we have to stay true and stay obedient, praise the Lord, even when it gets real hard. Praise the Lord. I, I look back over my life, praise God, and what we go through, what I went through, like Pastor said. I look back over my life, how I went through, and to this day, praise God, I thank God for what he's brought me this far and how he has blessed me since then because it makes my, uh, even though I have to go through some things, Yes, it made me where I am today. Praise the Lord. It made me stronger. Praise God in him. It made me more, more confident. And I'm talking about confident. Ooh, I got that. No, I'm talking about confident in his word because I know God is able to do abundantly. But I thank God because God is good. Hallelujah. He's good all the time, as we always say. But when you look at what Joseph has been going through and how he came through it, through the fire, oh, Lord, when the Lord bring you through the fire, you will not get burned. Hallelujah. It may be hot in the natural fire, praise the Lord. We're praying for California, Oregon. We're praying for them. That's hot. But when God brings you through the fire, you won't get burned. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't never supposed to test God on nothing. We just trust him and believe in him. Praise the Lord, because we already know our reward is coming. Our reward is coming. Hallelujah. I just thank God for this word, because this word is so true. I'm going to read this life for a leading for today's lesson. Students will agree that obeying God, though it may be costly, is the only decision. Yeah, we have to obey God. It may be costly. See, some folks don't want to go through some stuff. We don't want to go through, that's true, we don't. But Lord have mercy. But if we keep going through, I can remember going in the shelter, praise God. And I remember the pastor, my pastor up there said, if you just go through it, God's going to bless you. And that's what he did. He blessed why? Because I went through it. It may be costly where you have to um, go through a, a, a certain things. You got to do this. Like I told Pastor earlier, praise the Lord. I had to real do an unemployment thing, praise God. I said, but you know what? I know God is able. I know what he's going to do because he brought me this far, y'all. I've been living off this unemployment, paying my rent and everything else. Look what God does. So your reward is great every time you're being obedient, every time you're, you're, you're um, listening and doing what God tells you to do, praise God. And I want y'all to know that I love y'all, praise God, and that hang on in here. And you should sing a song, hang on, help us on the way. Sister Tony used to lead that, Evangelist Tony led that all the time. Hang on, help us on the way. Hallelujah. And it's going to be a better day. Praise God. And we already know what God has told us and he has promised. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Just trust in the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. And now we're getting ready to end the Sunday school. Praise God. And turn it over to our the hands of our pastor. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we ask you to walk with another. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And our model is a child saved, soul saved, plus a life. I'm going to turn it in the hands of our pastor.
Amen. We thank the Lord for all that we have heard. Uh, Sister Vanetta, I want you to prepare uh, in just a moment to pray us in. We Sunday school was fantastic. It was good. It was Amen. good. Vanetta, you prepare to pray us in. And Deacon John, you get your scripture. Uh, and I'll bless the tithes and offering a little later. But as we get ready to move into a Sunday morning worship, God bless the podcast listeners. Red Blum Fox podcast listeners. We got Central Luzon. We got the Philippines. We got Thuringia, Germany. We got Virginia. We got Ohio. We got Texas. We got California listening. We got New Jersey. We got Illinois and California. We are praying for you out there. We are praying for you out there. All right, Sister Vanetta, bring us into our morning worship this morning. Can you hear me? Yep. We give honor to God and his precious son, Jesus Christ, who's the head of our life. We're seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, she, she and moved. all these things shall be added. According to his riches and glory <laughs> in Christ Jesus, we're putting on God's whole armor, the whole armor, the breastplate of armor, to guard our heart, the helmet of salvation, to guard our mind and thoughts for evil entrance, the sword of faith that pierced the wrong and narrow, the belt of truth. We're shouting our feet in a preparation of the gospel of peace. Father, root and ground and anchor us in love this day. Lord, we come to the throne of grace. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You say, come to the throne of grace. Oh, and it's humble as you know how to obtain mercy and grace. The help is a time of need. And the time of need is now, Father. We need you like we never needed you before in our life. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We give you honor, glory, and praise. Lord, we thank you for each and every day through the night. No home invasions, no breaking, no robberies, no drive-bys, no bravery, no electrical fires, no fires, no explosions. Father, we thank you for waking us up with the sound mind to give you honor, to give you glory, Lord, to give you because it's about you. It is not about us. It's about doing the work of the kingdom of God where you've given us another day to get it right. And Lord, we just want to say thank you. We just want to say thank you, Lord. We look toward the hills, which is where our help comes from. And our help comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we depend on you. We rely on you. We thank you for the breath that you allow us to take, the air you allow us to breathe. I thank you, Lord, for the hills of my feet, the home of my body, your I thank you for my eight toes, my two big toes, my ankles, my kneecaps. I thank you, Lord. I just want to say thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. We're praying for the leaders of the world, the leaders in the White House. Lord, this is circumcised our hearts, minds, spirits. The time is of The time is now. The time is winding down. People, Jesus is soon to come. Take heed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we're praying for the body of Christ. We're praying for Jesus to the way. Praying for all the people that's listening on the podcast. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for baby Jay. We thank you for strengthening the Lord. We thank you for drinking his mother's milk now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord, we just want to say thank you. We just want to say thank you. Thank you for the watchman of our soul. Thank you for our first lady, Lord. I thank you for all my brothers and sisters that Jesus is the way. Lord, and you know what we are in need of. You know the spoken prayer and the unspoken prayer. And God, I just want to say thank you. It's 
the honor and the privilege to have a relationship with you. It's an honor and a privilege to know you. It's an honor and a privilege to lead the prayer. And I am grateful and thankful. And God, I pray to you in Jesus' name. In the blood of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Deacon John, are you prepared for your scripture? Deacon John, can you hear me? Deacon John, are you there? Take your phone off mute. What's that, huh? Take it off mute. You working on it? You pay, you pay attention. <laughs> All right, go ahead and read the scripture. Okay, here we go. Yea, the Lord shall give thee, which he is good, and the land shall give he increased. That was verse one, and that's something uh, by Captain Yoda, yeah, come here. Spring out of the earth, and the righteous shall look down from heaven. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you so much. Our statement of faith. We believe the Bible to be the inspired and only infallible written word of God. We believe that there is one God eternally existent in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We believe in the blessed hope, which is the rapture of the church of God which is in Christ, at his return. We believe that the only means of being cleansed from sin is through repentance and faith in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We believe that the regeneration by the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential for personal salvation. We believe that the redemptive work of Christ on the cross provides healing for the human body in answer to believing prayer. We believe that the baptism in the Holy Spirit, according to Acts 2 and 4, is given to believers who ask for it. We believe in the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit by whose indwelling the Christian is enabled to live a holy and separate life in this present world. Amen. Amen. We thank the Lord as we start off with our morning worship. We're going to come with a couple selections, so we'll be just a few minutes. Amen. The Lord loves our flaws. He loves everything about us. That's why we love him back. At this time, we call on our early speaker, Yolanda. Vanish Yolanda Anderson when you bring our early word. Are you still with us, Yolanda? Yes, hear me? All right, we can hear you now. Yep, we can hear All you now. Right. Okay. Okay, I got it, Pastor. Amen. I'm saying good morning, everybody. I just, um, I just want to praise and thank the Lord for waking up and one of my families. I just want to thank him for another beautiful day. I just yes. give honor to 
Uh, who we have the line, pastor, church lady, and everybody on this phone, amen. And my word for today is living in the truth of God's word, amen. And we know that God's word, you know, it is it, uh, show, and show and reflect in our life, amen. We know that. That means the quality of state of being true, also being faithful in my word, also being faithful in God's word and what we do, say or think, amen. And we know that it says how God's word and the gift of eternal life have infinite value and have been trusted to God's faithful followers, amen. Said, but we know that. And all that I'm talking about here is that we know that we are believers of Christ, but we know that also there are also there are people that opposition to us. Amen. Even though we live in truth of God and believe in His Word and what He tells us, but we got people out here that don't. Amen. So we know that it's up to us. Amen. For those that that are unbelievers, amen, is to, you know, tell people about the word of God, amen, because we know that unbelievers, amen, and don't know God. They don't know God like we do. So it's up to us, amen, to tell people about God, those who don't know, amen, amen. And we know that some people know that, you know, being in opposition, you know, and the truth that we know, amen, when it comes to God's word, some people can still be in opposition, you know, they ain't going to want to hear, you know, the truth of God's word. And it says in the last days how people ain't going to want to hear the truth, amen. People going to want to hear, they want to hear the truth as a lie. And a lie is, and, and a, a lie is the truth, amen. But as followers of Christ, amen, we're living in the truth of the word of God, amen. And I'm going to read 2 Timothy 10, 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. We know that the truth of the word of God helps us, amen. You know, on what God tells us to do, amen. We know that the word of God leads and it guides us, amen. And we know that what God says in his word is the truth, amen. God has used, you know, inspired, you know, the prophets and all those, you know, Moses and all those back then to, you know, to write the word, amen. And we know that reading God's word is the truth. It's no lie, amen. Because we know that looking at the beginning, how God created the heavens and earth, amen. But yet, you know, we got people that, you know, opposition to that, amen. You know, some people, you know, try to look at it that there is no God, amen. They don't want to, some people don't want to look at it as, you know, that God created the earth and, you know, the heavens and earth and everything that's in, amen. And they'll, you know, look in opposition to that or, you know, you got some scientists, you know, want to, you know, they try to find something that, you know, that's saying this ain't the truth. But we know that God's word is the truth, amen. 
And we know that by him leaving, God must amen. You know, we can make it through. Amen. And it's like it says, it's for to correct, amen. You know, to correct us. And then when we're wrong, amen. When we're wrong or we're doing something wrong, we're saying something wrong, amen. Or we think it's something wrong. It's to correct us, amen. Living in the truth of God's word. It's righteousness. Amen. And and says right here, it says, Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Ye are the light of the world. A city that's set up on a hill cannot be hid. In 15, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And they give it light unto all that are in the house. So let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And we know we got the truth of God in us, amen. It's going to shine like a light, amen. People are going to see it, amen. Like when we speak, amen, we speak the word of God. And we, we show it in action, amen. People are going to see it. They see it, amen. They're going to see it. That is the truth. Amen. Because when they when people see our light, amen, and it show that, you know, that that God does live in us, amen. And his word that lives in us. And they will see it. Amen. And we know that also in that area, people are opposition to that. Amen. And we know that, okay, we may look at some people might mess up, amen, God's people. I'm talking about some of God's, you know, some of us have messed up sometimes. Yeah, and they'll say, well, then they'll say, well, okay, we mess up sometimes. But then they'll say, well, you, you know, you ain't got God in us, you know. You ain't got God in you. You ain't, you know, you messed up. You ain't of God. Amen. And we know that sometimes we forget sometimes that we're human. Amen. You know, some people forget that. That we are healing. But we know that following the word of God, following this truth will lead and guide us, you know, through righteousness, through the right way of doing things. But sometimes we do mess up. You know, sometimes we do say things that ain't in the right way sometimes. Or sometimes we think things ain't in the right way sometimes. But that's why we need God's word to lead and guide us through all Amen. And it says right here, it says, it says Matthew 7, 16 through, uh, 16 through 17. You should know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs or thistles? Even so, every good tree bringing forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringing forth evil fruit. And we know that, you know, it speaks for some here in name. We know that if we ain't living in God's truth of his word, we already know it's going to show. It's going to show through our actions, amen. And we ain't living in God, the truth of God's word. It's going to show through how we think. Yeah. And it's going to show through how what we say, our, our mouths, amen, is going to show what we do. If we're not living in the truth of God's word, but it says right here that every good tree bringing forth good fruit but you know and if you know that you got the truth of god's word in you 
it's going to spring out. It's going to show, you know, everything you do in your actions in a godly way, in a loving, godly way. Yeah. And then how we think, amen, and what we say to people, amen, it's going to show if you are, you know, showing good fruit, amen, if you are showing things that God is in you, amen. Yeah. And we know that the truth of God's word is in it's gonna it's gonna speak out. Amen. And what the words can say to people. And then in our actions and our love for people, amen. And I know this one says John 14 and 6. Jesus said unto him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. All things are passed away. 
Behold, all things become new. Amen. And when we're walking in the truth of the word of God, you know, we are new creatures. We're saved, amen. We, you know, God has changed us, amen, from this world of sin, amen. To call us into the light, amen, into his light, and to walk in his ways. And how would he tell us to do, amen? We are no longer, amen, walking outside of the truth of God. We're not walking in this world anymore. We're walking in the truth of God, his righteousness. That's where we're walking in. Amen. We, we're supposed to be new creatures, amen. We, You know, and everything we do in life, and everything, you know, being mature, you know, what Paul was talking about, amen. Being mature, you know. You know, in our, you know, spiritual lives, amen, with the Lord, amen. And when we're walking in the truth, we're new creatures. Yeah. But when we're walking outside of God and outside of his will, amen, we are, we, we can call ourselves unsaved when we're walking outside of the will of God. We are the child of the devil. If we are not walking with Christ, amen. And see, God gives us hope, and he tells us in his word to repent, amen, of our sin. He tells us to repent, and, you know, and while his spirit is still here, you know, we have to make the effort, amen, to look into his word, amen. And if we don't know who God is, that's why God's word is here, so that we can see what he's saying. In, our, in his words, amen. Because we can, you know, we can look at God's word and read and read and read all the time, but we still walk so blind to it. I mean, we can, you know, I mean, I could say that and I used to read God's word at the time, but then at the time I was, I was just, I, I really didn't see it clear, amen. I really didn't see what God is really saying. I'm just reading it, but I'm not getting anything out of it, amen, because I was, I wasn't looking deep in it, but now, amen, but now that I see, amen, so that, that, that song said I was blind, but I couldn't, but I, I, now that I see, and so, you know, when we look in God's word and we see the truth, amen, and God wants to live by his truth, his word, you know, through our ways, you know, through our words, everything. You know, through our thoughts, amen, to just give all our thoughts and our ways to him, you know, and how God will change us and he will help us, amen. And it says right here, I got this down here, it says 2 Timothy 2 and 25, saying meekness, instructing those that uphold themselves. If God proven, no, he adventured, will give them repentance to the knowledge of the truth. You know, even if we are facing a good case in the day, amen. And we got people out here now that, you know, if you go out and tell people, you know, in these times of days now, because we know we're facing, you know, bad times. We are, we're facing the time. You know, well, we see the end that is coming, amen. We see it, you know, we see it out, you know, every day. But we know that 
church. There are people, you know, us being saved, amen. We can go out and tell people about the Lord. Tell people about the truth of his word, amen. And even if, and even if that person or those people do not accept the truth, amen. Do not accept the truth of God's word, amen. We still show them love, amen. You know, by showing them love and showing them the way to Christ. But sometimes we can like, you know, be careful when we're telling people about God. We got to be careful not to be harsh. Amen. Not to be harsh with it. Not to be saying, you know, all kinds of, you know, all kinds of things that make people so scared. But tell them the, the love of God. Amen. Tell them, you know, so that they can see. That is a God in heaven that loves them, amen. And that's our duty, amen. As those yeah. who follow the Christ. That's our duty to do that, amen. It's to show love. Even though people do oppose and don't believe, amen. Because you know we got a bunch of false prophets out here. Every day. You know, you know, false prophets oppose us against God's word. We know that a prophet will not speak the truth of God's word. And we know that unbelievers, you know, don't believe in God's word. But for us that know, we teach them, amen, we help them, you know, to come to Christ with love, amen. And that they, you know, they too got hope just as well as we do. Because, see, God, you know, he reigns on the just as well as on just. He loves us all. Amen. He ain't going to just, you know, he ain't going to just love us, you know, and just don't love the other. God created us all. Amen. Jesus died on the cross for us all. Amen. So we got to show that love, too, to others. Amen. And showing that love whether they or not, whether they believe his word or not. Amen. And just teach, you know, teach them. And what they need to know, amen. Because we know that God is good, amen. And I I was looking at how some man was trying to tell, you know, with this protesters, and they tried, he tried to tell them about Jesus Christ. But when he was doing it, he was telling them about love, amen. He was telling them that he loved, you know, that Jesus loves them. But you know, like I said, there are some people that opposed it, you know, they, they, you know, push them away, you know. Some people listen and some people didn't. But when you see how God had protected him, amen. When he was out there telling the word. You know, and he didn't, you know, when sometimes we think that Satan gonna prevail, Satan ain't gonna prevail. Amen. I mean Satan gonna be in in hell fire soon. He's gonna be thrown in a lake of fire. So we go out and tell the truth of God's word, you know, to people that don't know God, amen. We, we can bring one or two to, to Christ, amen. Because this is a duty what God wants us to do. So pray my strength in the Lord. Amen. Amen. We thank the Lord. We thank the Lord yes. for our early word. Let us pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. First of all, we thank you for those that tied it. We thank you for those that gave an offering and gave seed. 
God, we ask that you bless each and every one of them. Return the tithes, God. Honor your word and your tithes. Rebuke the devour for their sake. Bless those that gave in an offering. And bless them, God, those that didn't have the next time they may have to give. And bless those that gave seed 100 fold. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, God, bless your word. We thank you for your early word. We thank you for your word this afternoon. Don't let no flush glory in your sight. But give us an understanding, God, like you've been giving it to us all day through the Sunday school and through your early message. We understand what you're trying to say unto the church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We thank the Lord as we go into the word today. We hope all our listeners that are all over the country are listening, that overseas the podcast. We hope you enjoying the podcast as we speak truth, the word of truth to one another. We we've been in a series. We've just finished First Timothy, that first chapter. We just finished that. Now we're in First Timothy. We're in the second chapter. I decided to go into that as a series as I begin to read it. It's real good. First Timothy. Second chapter, I'm going to start at the first verse. This is Paul writing to Timothy. So now I exhort. Therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and the giving of things be made for all men. Now we're going to read it. This way now. Now I earnestly, Paul said, I earnestly, therefore, that first of all, that you give humble prayer, petition, pleading on behalf of another person, and giving the thanks be made. For all men. We living in a time where we see in our own government, we see a terrible government. We never seen it like this before ever in America. For us that are old enough to remember when Kennedy got killed and then his brother got killed and Martin Luther King, all those that went on who was trying to do right for the country. We living in a bad place with the country now, but we know God got us, but the country we're looking at. Now, when I first started to read this, I had to be honest with myself. I really wasn't thinking about praying for no Donald Trump. I wasn't thinking about praying for Donald Trump, the vice president, none of them rotten jokers. None of them. Until the other night, and I have been praying even before this, but the other night I really got a conviction when I began to read this when the Lord woke me up about 1230 at night and I'm steady trying to go back to sleep and he's steady trying to say, get up and pray. I'm trying to go back to sleep, get up and pray. I'm trying to go, get up and pray. Got up, got my pillow, I began to pray and 
just prayed through the night. And when I got done, he said, now, now, now pick up your word. And I began to look at this second chapter. And he told me, now I want you to pray. I want you to pray for the president. Once you read this, I want you to pray for the vice president. I want you to pray for all of them. Because they're going to need it. I said, Lord, but this crooked joker looked like he getting away with everything. But here he's telling, he's telling us to plead on behalf of another person. We already pray for our families. I know all of we pray for our sons, our daughters, our aunts, auntie. We pray for everybody that we know in the church world. We pray for Wisconsin first. We pray for Bishop Daniels, his family. We pray for the Bishop Blake. We pray for all. But here he's telling us to pray for your enemies. Plead with me on behalf of your enemy. Think about that. Plead with me. Because if you don't plead with me, they're going to be lost. And every soul that's lost, God said in his word that it's not his will that no man or woman should perish. So he starts off that first Timothy chapter two, that first verse. So we are earnestly to pray for each other. Intercede. I intercede for you. You intercede for me. We intercede for people who we don't even know. Supplications, intercession, the giving of thanks. And then for kings and for those that are in authority. There we go. There go the president. That we that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. This got me here too. Okay, because then he tells us, he said, and then for kings. And for those that are in authority, they go to president, they go Congress. But look what he says after praying for those in authority. That we, us, may lead a quiet, uh-oh, and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. So you mean to tell me, you telling me, once I make intercessions and, and, and I plead for the president and the vice president and all of them that's in authority, that I may lead a quiet and peaceful life and all godliness and honesty, this tell me that praying will keep you from being in a bunch of mess. This is telling me, I mean, this really got me that that we may lead. I may lead. You may a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Let's be honest. You know, you throwing a party every week. That ain't peaceful. You ain't got no peace up in your house. Every time you look up, you throwing a party and they arguing, they fighting, they cussing, they fussing. He's telling us, I want you to put yourself in check as you pray for the kings and queens, as you pray for the folks that's over you, the president, the vice president, as, as you pray for Congress, uh, the Senate, the White House. But in, while you're praying, I want you to keep yourself in check. 
I don't want you out here brawling and calling and cussing and fussing and always in some type of mess, being a busybody, going from house to house, and other folks matter. Uh-oh. So, 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 God is telling me to be quiet, man. Be peaceful. You ain't got to argue with somebody all the time when you know they're trying to be slick or when they're wrong. Be quiet. Be peaceable. We have the peace that surpasses all understanding. And that's why I was thanking God the other day when I was riding, when he flashed me back to my childhood and to when I was on dope. He, he took me back all the way when I was smoking weed every day. He took me back to all those days in retrospect. My mind just flat, And I was so thankful that, that I'm not in that life no more. I'm, I said, God, I thank you for the peace that you have given me in my life. Okay. So he tells us that he wants to be peaceable. Living godliness and honesty. We got to be honest. Don't cheat on your taxes. Got to be honest. We got to be honest with all that we're doing. Tell the truth if it hurts you instead of telling the lie. First Timothy, now I'm going to second. Verse. I believe that it's important that we pray for our leaders. Y'all see that in government. I believe that we should be holding up our president up in prayer. Uh, what an awesome responsibility that man has. Yes, he do. I, I really cannot understand why anybody would want to be president. I really don't either of the United States over anything. Okay. I mean that uh, he has to be one. Uh, that, that's a thankless job. He needs prayer. We know Trump needs prayer every day, every time, because he just lies. Every word that come out of his mouth is just a lie, and I'm speaking truth. Ain't never seen nobody just, when they open their mouth, he, they just lie every time they open up their mouth. Who does that? Okay, so we got we need to pray for him. Pray for those who sit in the House of Representatives. We need to pray for those, in, the congressmen, the senators, uh, the, the 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 nation the statewide we need to pray for national statewide people uh then he goes on to now uh, uh the the purpose of, of a prayer is that we might lead a quiet day Here we go again a quiet peaceful life in all god and his honesty the real purpose of government is not to tax people the real purpose of government is to preserve the good that that's the the purpose of government the preservation of good and all laws should be designed for the preservation of good because uh, there are these evil influences and powers and government is actually ordained for the purpose of preserving the good. Now, here we're going to make a turn. Keep out, uh, keeping out the evil. And when the government is no longer fulfilling that function, here we go. When a government is no longer fulfilling that, for, that function, the evil that they allow will ultimately destroy that government. America, America is on its way out. We all see that. That ain't no scare tactic. We know God got us 
even though we hear. And even now when I pray, I always tell God, God, remember that the people of God, we're still here. Remember as the forest fires raised throughout the country, Portland, California, they've never been like this ever before. They're at a different height. God, remember we still here. Uh, when it looked like the hurricane is coming up on Florida in different places, God, remember we're still here. When it starts raining and it's raining and it's raining, God, God, remember that we're still here. Yes. The government has got so rambunctious. McConnell over the Senate can't even make a deal to give people a lousy $600 when they first came in to President Trump, and I hope y'all remember, he made a deal that made them all rich with that tax thing he did in the beginning of his presidency. He made them all rich, but it comes down to a $600 for another human being to pay rent, to pay electric bill, to buy food, to buy clothing. That's what this fight is they having up there. I've never seen such evil in my life. America is on its way down. So when the government doesn't function anymore, God begins to move in to destroy that government because a house divided against itself won't stand. Study your history books. You will see it is true over and over and over again. Most governments begin with the high idea of the preservation of good. But in time, the corrupt forces move in. The laws were liberated to where good was no longer being preserved, but evil was being allowed, being tolerated, and then being protected by the law. And the next thing was that the evil then overthrew the government. That's what's going on here in America. You got a William Barr, who's the head cop over everybody, who protecting the president through laws when he's trying to get back at his enemies. We really need to pray, y'all. Y'all talking about a time that is ever time to pray? We're we in a time like never before. We are at that stage here in the United States. We're at that stage where the evil is now being protected. It's being uh, mandated by law, protected, protected of the evil being mandated by our laws. The next state is the fall of that government. So we need to pray, pray for the kings, those that are ruling over us. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, uh, who will have all men be saved and to come into the come into the knowledge of the truth. Second Tim, First Timothy two, three and four. What an opposite picture! Many people have a good uh, uh, a God who looks at him as one who wants to damn everybody. In fact, they go around asking him too. God gets such and such. I hope something happened to them, God. God allowed some sickness to come up. You can't, we can't sit God on nobody. Amen. God isn't a God where he want to be, come on. 
He don't even operate like that. But people actually are praying that. They're looking for God to do something to their enemies. And people get in their minds and, and associates in their mind, God judging and condemning everyone. God is not judging and condemning everybody. No. God, how opposite that is for the truth of God's nature. Uh, who who have everyone be saved. Listen to God crying unto the people through Ezekiel. Look what the prophet, look what he says. Turn now, turn now. For, for why uh, will you die? Said the Lord, behold, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. I'm going to go to Ezekiel 33:11. I want to see here. What is he talking about? Ezekiel 33 and 11. All right. Ezekiel 33 and 11 says, Say unto them, As I live, said the Lord God, I had no pleasure in the, in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turned from his ways and lived. Turn, ye turn, ye from, from your evil ways. For why will you die, O house of Israel? He actually three times in the book of Ezekiel, in that chapter 33, he said, turn three times, turn. He's telling men and women, repent, turn from that thing you're doing. Turn from that evil. Turn from all that evil that you done got involved in. Turn. Peter said, is God willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance? Second Peter 3 and 9. Come. All. All should repent, not some. It's not his will that nobody be lost. Here, Paul tells us that God desired that all men be saved. That's what God desires, that all men, not some men, that women too, be saved. The God of salvation who desires that all men and women should be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And what is the truth? There's one God. And one mediator yes. between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, 1 Timothy 2 and 5. When Job was having all of his afflictions, he lost his possessions. He lost his children. He lost his health. Lying in the misery covered with boils. Lying in the ashes, his wife looking at him uh, in this miserable state said, honey. Why don't you just curse God and die? Get it over with. I can't stand to see you suffer like this anymore. His friends came to comfort him, but rather than being a comfort, they became accusers, mm. condemners. One of his friends, uh, Eliphaz, said, why don't you just get right with God? <laughs> That's what they tell us when they see we're going through different. Why don't you just get right with God? And when you get right with God, that thing will come. You get rid of that thing, Coleman. You won't be sick all the time. Why don't you get right with God? Then, then maybe He'll bless you with a job. 
get right with God and everything would be okay. That's what they told him. He said, thanks a lot, pal. Uh, what do you mean get rid or uh, get right with God? Uh, who am I? I can stand be who am I to stand before God and justify my case? He said, I go out, I look up at the stars and I realize how vast and great God is. And there, there am I. I just, I'm just really nothing here on this planet. God is so great. I am so small. This is Job. I, I try to find him. I, I look here. I look there. I look around. I, I know he's around here, but I don't see him. And how can I stand before God to declare my innocence or to justify my case with God so vast? And I'm so nothing. There is no days man between us. Who can lay his hands on both of us? That blew my mind. So he's telling me, Job is saying, there's no day man who can reach to the sky and to touch me. The middle man, where's he could touch me and touch God at the same time? Job saw the problem of man trying to communicate with God or trying to touch God. It's the, it's the trying to bridge over the great gulf between infinity and finite. The only way Job can see it happening is that there be a days man between who can touch us both. And the answer to the cry of Job, Paul said, there is one God and one mediator. <laughs> between God and man. That's the key. Jesus can touch us down here and touch God up there at the same time. The man, Christ Jesus, uh, through Jesus Christ, the cry of Job is answered. He is the day's man who can touch, who can touch God and can touch man. Uh -huh. For he was at the beginning with God and all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Here, here's what we have. Here's what we have. Some re other religions who don't agree with us concerning Jesus Christ. They only believe in God. Now, now I don't know what happened because I wasn't back in the time when religious was when, when religion began to I, I was I wasn't there in person when everything was being put together and and, and Paul and it was being prosecuted by the Romans and I, I I wasn't there but somebody went wrong somewhere when they told him that Jesus Christ isn't our king. They, they went wrong when they told somebody that there's no Jesus Christ. There's only God. But that ain't what the scriptures say. It said that God, all things were made by him. And without him was anything made that was made. And and, 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 and it goes on. He said, he's the day's man who can touch and can touch me. For he was, the, he was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made. He became flesh and he dwelled amongst us. And he and we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of God. 
one God, one meteor between God and man. And if 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 I'm not an English major, and and, and I know this missionary, uh, she listening, and I want y'all to see. I do know this. I know this is a conjunction. God and man between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Now, now what does mean? That means that if you want to come to God, don't come to me. I, I'm not a mediator uh, between God and you. If you want to come to God, you must go to Jesus Christ. Uh, he alone is the mediator between God and and man, you can't go to another man. You can't go to the saints. You can go to uh, you can't go to Mary. There's only one mediator, the man Christ Jesus, and, and he is the only one that can bring you in touch with God. He says, "I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life." And he said, "And no man cometh to the Father uh, but he come." Oh my God, by the Son. A very radical, exclusive claim. One God, one mediator. The man, Christ Jesus. But thanks God, there is a mediator. Yes. I'm almost done. Oh, how thankful I am. I can come to God. Jesus stand there. He puts his hands up on, up on God. And, and But he also reaches down. Oh my God, to the ground. And he puts his hand up on me. He puts his hand up on you. He said, I am the truth and the life. I am your mediator. I am your helper in the time of trouble. I am your father and your mother when you don't have a father and a mother. I am. I'm your brother. So he reaches down. I touched God through him, for he was in the form of God, and, and though it's not robbery to be equal with God, and yet he came in the likeness of man that he might touch me. And, and so God touched man through Jesus, and in turn, man can touch God through one God, one mediator, Amen. who gave himself as a ransom yes, God. for all to be testified. In due time, can you imagine here you are, you standing there, and the firing squad is getting ready. They lined up about 25 of them, all got their rifles pointing at you. Here you are getting ready to get killed, and somebody come and push you out the way and say, I'm going to take your place. Yes. He was the ransom. He gave his life that we may have a right to the tree of life. God is so good. I'm bringing it on in. I was totally unable to redeem myself. You were totally unable to redeem yourself. Nothing I could do could save myself. Nothing I could do to make myself righteous. There's nothing that I could do that, that could atone for my past guilt. Now, you might say that there's uh, are high sinners and they're low sinners. Uh, there are good sinners and they're bad sinners. But you all are sinners. So you mean to tell me that we all but sinners, yes. we all was not right yes. in the eyesight of God. Yes. So that tells me that I'm not perfect. Yes. 
tells me that I can't put another person down because the things that they may be doing, I might have already passed through that that that, that same terrain I done passed and, and I done matured from it. I can't condemn them for what they're going through because I already been through it. So it really doesn't matter if you're a good sinner or a bad sinner. None of us can redeem ourselves, but Jesus, Jesus gave himself as the ransom. He died for us in our place. Whereas to Paul said, I am ordained a preacher and apostle, and I am telling you the truth in Christ. I wouldn't lie to you. I am a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and in truth. First Timothy 2 and 7. I'm going to stop there. That's enough alone. We didn't heard great Sunday school. We didn't heard a great early word. We didn't heard enough word to get us through the week. And long as we know, he's telling us today, pray. For President, pray for President Trump. Pray for Mike Pence. Pray for pray for our crooked government. Pray for all of them, the House of Representatives. And pray even with Nancy Pelosi. She's not really exciting me anymore either. And, and, and the reason why I said that in my closing, okay, so we can't get $600. Get four. Get them people four. Get them people something. You compromise and get them people something. Okay, three wasn't good enough. Well, go to four. They can't even come together and give the people that are truly, people are truly hurting out here, y'all. We, we are actually definitely we are. This country is hurting. We're in, we in, we in what they call a hidden depression, but it ain't hit to some of us. These people are losing they they losing their houses. They 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 losing everything. Oh my God. And 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 they sitting up there playing playing ping pong. Both of them. Yeah, playing pity pad. I'm not hung up on the Senate. Or the house. I'm not hung up on Nan one of them no more. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him, and I'm saying, I'm saying, come on, Nancy Pelosi. Come on, Mitch McConnell. Come on, y'all could come to some type of agreement. Are y'all really playing? Or is this, is this really what we seeing? This is what you're really showing us. And then you take breaks, vacation, and these people need food. You got food lines out here, really? Yes, Lord. But guess what, y'all? We gotta pray. We got we 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 gotta pray for him. We gotta pray for him. So let's let's pray for our enemies. Let's pray for our government. And I mean, pray, pray that God will touch them. Pray that God will even bless their families and bless them. Pray for him. He told us it's right that we pray for him. And let's continue to pray for one another in the time as we are in. Yes, Lord. And Lord, is, he's blessing us to come through the pandemic. Let's keep on moving. 
Keep on moving forward. So what? We may be on Zoom, but one thing about it, we still have in church. Amen. And I come to realize that we are the church. Amen. We are the church. Yes. We'll get back in the building. We're not rushing to get back. We'll Ooh. get back in there. Whoa. Right now, we're going to be concerned about ourselves and stay out of harm's way. Yes. And just keep praying, Amen. keep fellowshipping, and keep loving one another. God bless Jesus is the way. I, I love you. And remember, the next two weeks, I need y'all to remember, let your friends know. Uh, we got this missionary coming up. She's going to be on Facebook. And let them know we got a po- podcast. We thank God for all our po- podcast listeners. We hope we bless you today, even in Germany. We hope we bless you today in the Philippines. We hope that you got something out of this here in the United States. And California, we're still praying for you. We're praying for you. We're really praying for you. Any announcements? Go ahead. Yes, Pastor. Uh, before we go, I wanted to let you know that next Sunday, I'm going to visit my sister. Next Sunday? Vegas to visit my sister on Friday. I won't be back till next Wednesday. Okay. So I'm going to need you to take over next Sunday. I got you. Next I, I, I got you next week, and I see that your fine husband. I see him sitting up there. Oh, uh, Mr. Bill Landingham, Mr. Bill Landingham. <laughs> oh yeah, we gonna keep on praying. We give you a shout out, Bill. I got you covered, this missionary, because I could, I could, I could go back and finish my series. We love everybody. Love you. Hey, everybody. All right. God bless. All right. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? All right. God bless you. God bless. And we're out.